Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Roots Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today is April 28th, 2020. And I'm here with a very special guest. This is... So tell everyone who you are. I'm Coulter Kern. And who are I, you? I'm his son. <laughs> He's my dad. <laughs> this is my son, Coulter Kern. He's going to help me do this poem today. And we have a book. Uh, I've read from it before. It's called The Folio Book of Children's Poetry. And so I asked Coulter to choose a poem from this that he really likes. And tell everyone which poem you chose. The Tiger by William Blake. That's right. And William Blake was an English poet who lived from 1757 to 1827. He was also a painter, uh, quite famously, and he was a printmaker. And unfortunately, not a lot of people knew about him during his life. But after his death, he became much more popular and is considered one of the most prominent poets of the romantic, of romantic poetry. So I'm going to read this poem first, and then Coulter and I are going to talk about it a little bit, and then I'm going to let him read it again to end the show. So here it is, The Tiger by William Blake. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night, what immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, in what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil, what dread grasp, dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night, what immortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? So, Coulter, why did you want to talk about this poem? Um, I like the cats, like the big cats kind of creatures, like lions, tigers. The predators? Yeah, the predator cats. I like the way they stalk their prey in the forests of the night, like they say. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you, so um, it, felt, it felt real, like you could imagine it. Yeah. Uh, like... Like how, um, like, uh, Hobbes and Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. <laughs> because, um... Well, in one of, and actually, in one of the strips, he does the first two lines of this poem. He says, "Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night," and and then he says, "Who's he? Hobbes?" Um, no, this Calvin? is uh, he's so 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 Calvin is standing over Hobbes, and while he Hobbes is sleeping, and he's like, "Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night," and then and then he says, "Apparently, Blake wrote that. Apparently, the tiger was on fire or something." Because <laughs> burning bright. Burning bright, yeah. yeah. I also have heard that ti tigers are very patient predators. If if you're chased by a tiger and you're up on a tree, it could take more than a day for it to leave. It would, it, it would just hang around. Yeah, it would just hang around, sleep at the bottom of the tree if you're chased up. But they don't climb, but they will, like, they'll, yeah. So do you think that the person who wrote this poem, or William Blake, when he was imagining this poem, imagining this tiger, do you, does he seem, does this poem seem like he's scared of the tiger? No, but... Not really. What does it seem like his response to the tiger is? That he that he might think it's kind it's a kind of slightly dangerous creature or something in that area. Mm -hmm. Violent violent dish. Or, the poem is slightly violent. Mm. The, where do you see violence in the poem? Um the the very fourth the very fourth area where it says Fourth stanza. Fourth stanza. 
Why don't you read which part sounds violent to you? Um, well, the very last one, there it's deadly, terrors clasp, mm. and then there is, um, up here, there is, um... In the second stanza now. The burnt the fire of thine eyes on the wings, there he he expire. Actually, the three bottom lines of the second stanza... Burnt the fire of thine eyes, onward wings dare he aspire, what the hand dare seize the fire. Yeah. Does this seem like a beautiful poem to you? Um, actually, yeah, I say that some parts of it are violent, but some parts of it also seem slightly beautiful. Like what? What's, and what's a line that seems beautiful to you? Actually, the first and last stanza, the tiger, tiger, bird, and bright part, I think that it seems like sort of... What, how, I don't know how to say it, like. Something, it seems like it's full of, like the poet is full of awe. Yeah, something like that. Well, so one of the things that I love about this poem is the way it's, it kind of feels like a song. You know, like in the Lord of the Rings where the, they would go on their journey and they'd be singing their songs and the, the Tolkien wrote his poems. This poem kind of reminds me of that. Like it's got a kind of the cadence of a sort of Actually, historical now that, now that song. You, now that you think legend. It, yeah, yeah. Now that you talk about it, it actually does seem like a creature or so, a poem about a creature, like like a dragon. Or yeah, or let's say a goblin Some, like something or something mytho- mythological. Something mythological yeah. or mytholo- mythological. Mythological. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, like you said, it also sounds. How how, how did you musical? Kind no. of like a song. Um, mis- mysterious. Mysterious. Oh yeah. Or let something legend like. Oh yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a chanting, like almost like people are going off to war and they're chanting or beating drums or something like that as they go. Yeah, sort of. Okay, do you have anything else you want to say about this poem before we read it one more time and well, we go for yeah, today? Well, yeah, I was going to um, go get the Lord of the Rings book and read part of a something that Gandalf. Says, Can you just it, tell people about it for right now? Well, yeah, it talks about most people who read Lord of the Rings will probably have known about this. It's, it talks about the ring, and it talks about how some the of them... The ring to rule them all? Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking. it's that, that it, When you said le- legendary and mysterious, that, it made me think about that. So this poem reminded you of the yeah. one ring to rule them all poem from the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, like... Five for the Elven Kings under the something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And okay, here, why don't we... We got to go for today, because this is not a long podcast. But here, why don't you take the book, and I'll let you take us out today by reading it. Don't read too fast. Read nice and carefully. So this, again, one more time, is William Blake's The Tiger. And this is Colter Curran reading it. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? What... In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? On what hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what arch could twist thy, the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, in the and fir- what furnace of thy brain? What the anvil, what dread grasp? There its, there its deadly talon terrors clasp.
When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night, what immortal hand or eye did frame thy fearful symmetry? That was The Tiger by William Blake. And this has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.